Let us pray. May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Boys and girls, do you like stories? I, I love a good story and during lockdown I've been reading through some of my favourite books by my favourite authors. Shout out for me your favourite story right now at the top of your voice. voice. Go on. Wow! Those sound like amazing stories. And I'm sure you've read them lots of times. But we don't only read about stories. We often tell stories to one another. Hands up if you've been video calling your friends and family. Me too. We've been calling to tell our friends and family what we've been doing. And it's been lovely to tell them our stories and see their reactions. There might also be things around our homes which help us remember important stories in our lives. Let me show you some things which do that for me in my home. Well, welcome to my living room. And there's lots of things in this room that remind me of stories in my own life. Like this picture, which was a gift to me from uh, someone at Aber Lady, uh, where I was on training as a probation minister with Aber Lady in Gullen Parish Churches. Or on the piano behind me, the piano was actually the piano I learnt to play as a young boy at the age of six up and in, into my teenage years. There's a picture here of my son Ethan, my daughter Hope, a picture of Jill and I on our wedding day, and I do actually have hair in that picture. A picture here of friends from one of our churches in Edinburgh, good friends that we're still in contact with even now. An ornament here that reminds us of our trip to Zambia, where we spent 10 weeks there as part of Jill's medical training. And this picture is just a picture of most of the family here, uh, including our two dogs, uh, Hector, who we still have, and Jack, who passed away this year. So many pictures in all these rooms and reminding me of parts of my life, stories which I value. Because in all of our lives there are moments which are important, which shape our lives, and there may be pictures or ornaments that help us remember them. Let's go back through to the other room. Our psalm today is another prayer by David and it is thought that David may have written this prayer sometime after events in the Bible when David made some bad choices. It's the story of David, Bathsheba and Uriah. Because of David's selfishness, he chose to commit adultery and then to lie and then to cover it all up. Psalm 51 was probably written at the time when David owned up to his wrongdoing, but Psalm 32, our reading today, was written later on as he thought back on what had happened and how it had shaped his life. Boys and girls, 
What are some of the things that you remember? Big things, special occasions, places you've went or done. Why don't you think about that just now or talk about it with the people you are with? I'll give you 30 seconds. I don't know what you chose to remember, but I find it interesting that David chose to write a prayer about what he'd done wrong. It's like he chooses to hang up a picture about his past mistakes and invites us to remember his story. I suspect many of us didn't choose that kind of story to remember, and if we did, we'd find it very uncomfortable. So why does David do it? I want to give you another 30 seconds to think about that. I'll talk about it at home. Feel free to put up your thoughts in the live chat just now on what you came up with. But let me share with you what I think David Sam teaches us about why he chose to share his story. Firstly, it seems like David has found happiness, joy, by coming to know God's forgiveness. In verses 1 to 2, he says, When God has forgiven someone's sins, they are truly happy. They may have turned against God, but when God forgives them, they are happy. They may have done something bad, but when the Lord says, Not guilty, he has truly blessed them. And David is not alone in feeling that way. Many people can speak of knowing greater peace, contentment, hope when they have asked God to forgive them. Sometimes people may feel this because they were worried about the future or about what happens after we die. But I think many more people have experienced joy, peace and hope because when they have received God's forgiveness, they also come into a meaningful relationship with God. That was my experience. And I'll tell you some more of my story on Tuesday evening, if you join us then. Yet David speaks of this himself as well. D did you notice how he structures the psalm? First there's forgiveness, and flowing from that comes Knowing God as his refuge, 
than having God as a guide into the right way, the best way to live. Then in verse 10 comes knowing God's unfailing love. And finally in verse 11, having a true and deep sense that you belong to the Lord. It's really no wonder that David says people are happy and blessed when they have their sins forgiven. But I wonder, is that, does that all sound too good to you? Or I wonder to what degree it matches with your experience of being a Christian? And to each of those questions, I want to share something specific. Firstly, on Tuesday evening, in place of a Tuesday evening sermon, I'm hoping to have five or six of you share your story about the difference God's forgiveness has made in your life. I'd like to get all sorts of stories from men, from women, from the young and the less young. Stories of people who have come to faith in a moment and stories of those who came to faith over time. My hope is that hearing these stories may help us all. We may learn a different kind of story and so expect more of God. We may hear a story a little like ours and so feel affirmed. We may hear a story and yearn for God to do that in our lives as well as it infuses us with hope and faith. So join us on Tuesday evening as we share our stories. But I'm still looking for three or four more stories. So please get in touch this afternoon if you are a Christian and can share how God's forgiveness makes a difference in your life. Please don't allow fear to stop you. Because what if your story, like David's story, is the one people need to hear to help them find hope? Imagine with me, if David had kept quiet about his experience, would we realise today that God is ready and willing to forgive any and all of our sins? Without David's story, would we realise that it's only when we quit the pretense of being perfect and own up to our mistakes, it's only then do we come into a right and meaningful relationship with God. I am so grateful for this psalm because of what it teaches about God and the kind of relationship we can have with him. So friends, I look forward to hearing from you this afternoon because it's important we tell our stories. But what if this psalm doesn't match with your experience of being a Christian? Specifically, some of you may say you've never really known God as refuge or guide or any sense of having him surround you with his unfailing love or that you belong to him. If we were meeting together, I might ask some questions and, and try and understand some of your story, even though I wouldn't necessarily have an answer. But I'd be curious to know what your relationship with God is like. Because I've known a, a, a little of those feelings myself. Before I came to know God's forgiveness, I believed in God, but he seemed pretty distant. I did not know him as a refuge or guide, 
nor did I have any sense of belonging to him. I think that's because until that point, I didn't truly understand forgiveness. You see, most of us grow up with an idea that, that God is, is so loving and so nice that when we ask for forgiveness, he, he'll just give us it. And then we get to carry on as normal. But again, notice the progression in the psalm. David is forgiven by humbling himself and calling out to the Lord. And he stays humble and stays dependent upon the Lord by being open to God's teaching. Boys and girls, can you remember our second song from this morning? If I did the actions, would it help? I'm following the king. I'm ready to obey, to listen to his word. In my own life, I must have asked for God's forgiveness many times in Sunday school and church. But it wasn't until around the age of 19 that I came to the point of bending the knee to Jesus. Of truly accepting him as my king. Or as the Bible calls him, my Lord. And that meant allowing Jesus to call the shots in my life. Allowing him to teach me what values principles, priorities to have. You know, if you look around my home, you won't actually see any pictures of faith. There's no pictures of Jesus. There's no pictures of the cross. And it got me thinking, most of us don't have pictures of Jesus or faith around the house. And maybe that's okay, because it should be in our lives that people see Jesus. It should be in our lives that the story of us bending the knee to Jesus should be seen. So if I looked at your life, if I look at my own life, what would I see? Would I see the values and priorities of Jesus? Would I see the ways you and I bend the knee to him? Is our lives, are our lives somehow different because of the forgiveness we have received through Jesus. It's my experience that when we bend the knee, heed his teaching and allow him to be Lord and King over every area of our lives, that then our relationship with Jesus becomes meaningful and we come to know him as refuge and guide with a true sense of belonging to him. But it begins first, most often, with forgiveness. I wonder, friends, do we know the forgiveness of Jesus? And with that, have we welcomed him as Lord and King? I pray that we might. And so come to know the same joy as David and have a story to tell of God's grace which speaks to others in our day and in the days to come. May it be so. Amen.